Hello, in case you don't know me, my name's Gordon, as Ian said. And um, it's great to, great to be uh, with you tonight. And uh, we're in Romans chapter 4. So, uh, in case you've not been uh, uh, along on a Tuesday night, that's where we're at. And uh, we're going to read that together to kick us off for this evening. I'm just going to say a few things about this chapter. Uh, hopefully, the things that might help you in our, your understanding of these verses. Okay, is that right? So, you can follow it on the screen there. And uh, we'll read uh, from Romans 4. Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being made right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. But that was not God's way. For the scriptures tell us, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. When people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they, are, they have earned. But people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. David also spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who were declared righteous without working for it. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. Now, is this blessing only for the Jews, or is it also for uncircumcised Gentiles? Gentiles are all the other nations that aren't Jews, okay? So just in case you're thinking, Gentiles, what's the, that's an odd word. Well, we have been saying that Abram was counted as righteous by God because of his faith. But how did this happen? Was he counted as righteous only after he was circumcised? Or was it before he was circumcised? Clearly, God's, God accepted Abraham before he was circumcised. Circumcision was a sign that Abraham already had faith and that God had already adopted him and declared him to be righteous even before he was circumcised. So Abram is the spiritual father of those who have faith but have now been, not been, but have not been circumcised. They are counted as righteous because of their faith. And Abram is also the spiritual father of those who've been, who have been circumcised but only if they have the same kind of faith Abraham had before he was circumcised. Clearly, God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on his obedience to God's law, but on a right relationship with God that comes by faith. If God's promise is only for those who obey the law, then faith is not necessary and the promise is pointless. For the law always brings punishment on those who try to obey it. The only way to avoid breaking the law is to have no law to break. So the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift and we are all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's. For Abraham is the father of all who believe. 
That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought, brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit, it was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins and he was raised to life to make us right with God. That's a long passage, so uh, I'm not going to talk about every single word in there, but uh, I just want to give you something that might help us. Just let's just pray for a moment, shall we? Father God, thank you for your word. Pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you will, you will teach us what this means and help us to really get hold of your word today, that it will do us good. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Um, yeah, so I've, uh, I've been asked to speak on this passage. Uh, last week, was it last week? Romans 3? It was. Uh, you got to this verse in chapter, thir verse 30 in, uh, in Romans 3, and it says this, there is only one God, and he makes people right with himself only by faith. Okay. So I think Paul's unpacking what that he meant, means by those words in chapter 4. So he's kind of like building on this point he's making that if you want to get right with God, in a right relationship with God, like your friends with God, it's only through faith. That's his statement. So now he's saying, well, how do we know? And uh, I'm going to talk to you about this, um, particularly this man called Abraham and uh, He's, uh, he's a towering figure in the Bible. He's like, um, the, as, as, as Paul calls him in this letter, he, he's the father of not only the nation, he's the father of faith. He's the spiritual dad to all of us. And uh, he's, the, he's the best example, actually, Paul could have chosen because he's the originator of faith, in a way. I mean, there were people that had faith before him, but he's, uh, he's the, like the foremost. He's the, he's the best example of somebody that has faith. Now, uh, let's just find out, what do we know about Abraham? Because uh, uh, if you want to check out his story, you have to go way back to the beginning of the Bible and uh, turn to Genesis 12, and then you'd start reading all about his story. And we'll do that in a minute, just to check it out. What do we know about Abraham? Let me ask you some questions, first of all. Was Abraham a believer in God before God spoke to him? 
No. Correct. He wasn't. Was he a Jew? No. Was he from a really great family? You know, was he a good guy? No. He was actually, he belonged to a pagan people, okay, and they worshipped all sorts of strange gods. This is really interesting because Paul's using this man, Abraham, as a great example of somebody who's, who God made right with himself, got on friendly terms just because he believed, just because of his faith. But he wasn't a good guy. He wasn't a part of the Jewish faith. He wasn't, he wasn't, uh, he had none of the things that you would think, these are the check tick lists, you know, if you want to, if you want to meet the standard. He had none of those things. None of them were true. He lived in this weird place called Ur, U-R, Ur, that was the name of his city. And, uh, his story is amazing. And the other question is, did he always have faith? Did he always have faith? The answer is no. Even after he started to believe in God, was it smooth sailing? You know, was it like he just kept, you know, every... No. In fact, I have to tell you that he started brilliantly, but the last sort of years of his life were not, not great. Okay, so he started really well, but then he finished, mm, kind of petered out a little bit, if I'm honest, if you read the story. And in between those two bits of his beginning and his end, he had days where he definitely doubted God. Okay, and you can read the story, you can check it out. But, this is the good news for us, God gives a summary of Abram's life, as he, as he does here in these verses, and he said, he was a man of faith. He's a great man. And his faith was, was good enough for him to, for me to count him as a friend and to make him right with me. So he will always be my guy. That's, that's really good news, isn't it? For you and me. Because I don't know about you, but I mean, there are days when you, you probably think, is there really a God? And there are days that some of us have serious doubts about all sorts of different things to do with faith. And there are days when, when our lifestyle conflicts with what we say with our mouth and what we believe in our heart. And the two don't match up. Is that, am I right? For all of us, right? But we're okay because Abraham was just like us. He's just a normal guy like us. And God says about him, He's a man of faith. And even if it wasn't for the whole of his life, God says, that's good enough for me. He's, he's the example. So even if you have a little bit of faith, even if your faith is weak but present, it's okay. Um, I just want to talk about this because uh, it says this in Genesis 12, uh, just to go back to right to the beginning of the story, uh, the Lord had said to Abraham, Abram, as he was then, leave your country and go and I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. So here's this man, he came from nowhere and all of a sudden he makes his appearance in the Bible, in the story of, of civilization, in the Bible story. And he's had this chance, it seemed, encounter with God and God spoke to him. 
And on the basis of what God said, Abraham believed and went. He went out, left his country and his father's house and everything else, and he left, and he didn't know where he was going, but he just went anyway. That's his story, okay? And he spent a lot of time doing it, wandering round and round, until eventually uh, he kind of arrived. He was looking for something great, and uh, he set off on the way in obedience. Now, let's just talk about faith, just for a minute, because that's the theme of this passage. If you believe, if you have faith like Abraham, God says that's the basis of being made right with him. It's not earned. It's a gift. It's not by human effort, by our works. It's not based on whether you've kept the rules, like circumcision, that was of the Jewish rule that everybody had to be circumcised. It's not based on your adherence to a particular code or a particular religion. It's not, it's not just for the few, it's for the many. And it's all on the basis of faith. Just believing. Let's talk about faith, because people use this word faith quite, quite a lot nowadays, don't they? You probably hear uh, uh, people do it. It's not like, the word seems, if you listen to people, it seems like it's a word about a special feeling, you know, that you've got. Um, a, a kind of like a certainty that you somehow have managed to work up. Or, uh, some people use the word faith to describe like hope on steroids. You know, it's like big hope, you know, it's like, it's really good. Um, but, you know, faith is, is really important that we use the right language and we understand what this is about. Some people say, oh, I've got faith for that. I've got, I've got faith to believe that I'm going to get a good job. Or I've got faith for that healing, that miracle that I need in my life. I've really got faith for that. And we use that word faith for quite a bit. In, often in Christian circles, pay, people use that word. I've got faith that I'm going to do really well in my exams, my tests. I'm going to get on at work and so on. But faith, in the Bible sense isn't something we initiate or we call up. It doesn't come from within us in the sense that I've got to sort of work at it and get the right cocktail mixture together, and the right ingredients, and then it will all, there it is, I've got it, yeah, grabbed it. It's not like that. Um, the, the, the word about faith is actually, we could use the word trust. I, I like that word because uh, if you tell me something and you promise me something, I trust you will fulfill what you promised. And so most, bibli most basically, biblical faith, the, the way this passage talks about, is trusting God himself. That God will do what he promises. Just like I would trust people I would trust Ian. He, he said he would do something for me and I, I believe he's trustworthy, so I, I, I go with it. I trust him. Everyone's smiling. Why? <laughs> 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 
and he may well be right. Um, but faith in the Bible um, is, is in response to what God has said or done. Okay, It's not faith for. In the Bible, actually, it's faith in. Faith in something or someone, and that is in God himself. And that's really important because... Um, like, like chapter 3, verse 25, if you just look back in the last chapter and then I'll look at the one we're in right now. Uh, we are, here we go, 325, that's right. It talks about faith there. People, God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right when they believe, there's that word again, that Jesus sacrificed his life shedding his blood. In other words, their faith is in something that Jesus did. So when he died on the cross, they believed that what he did on the cross when he, he shed his blood was good enough for them to be forgiven of all their sins. They believe in something. Okay? So, and it's the same in our passage here uh, in the end of chapter 4. We've just talked about uh, verse 19 to 21, for example. Just, just read that again. And uh, it says about Abraham that Abram's faith didn't weaken. He figured his body was as good as dead. Abram never, he wavered in believing God's promises. God promised him something, and therefore he said, right, I'm going to take you at your word. That's what faith is. I take God at his word. He never wavered, because he was convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform. He was able to deliver. So faith requires God to have done something or said something specific. It's not kind of nebulous. It's not sort of out there somewhere. It's not self-generated. Faith has a specific content. You know what you're putting your faith in. So here's this man, Abraham, and he has this encounter with God, and God promises that he's going to make this guy like the father of a great nation, and he's going to bless the world through his, this nation. So he's going to become famous and be great. And sounds amazing. Sounds like he's offering me the lottery ticket, you know. There you go, Abraham. And Abraham believed God. He, he put his faith in what God said, this invisible God that he couldn't see. He was prepared to go uh, and do that. So uh, the faith which is really important, so let's come to this, because we often talk about the faith. So we, we happen to subscribe to the Christian faith. We use that word again. What is that? Well, it's a set of statements and words and promises that God's given us, and they happen to be recorded in this book, the Bible. And we say, well, we believe in the faith. Well, what is that? Well, it's, it's God's words. God's said it, given it to us kept it and we believe it it's a set of statements and practices and events uh, about which God has done things and through particularly through Jesus now why am I saying all this because actually it's really important sometimes we can put our faith in the wrong thing or we can think that we heard something we have an idea about something we hope it's going to happen we're expecting good things and therefore we think, yeah, it's going to be all right. It's like a hope. That and we put our faith in something and then 
when it doesn't happen or it doesn't come good, we're really disappointed. And some people throw away their faith. Well, that, there you go, that proves it. But what they, what they didn't do is they didn't have the content, the definite word of God or the thing that God did that they're putting their faith in. It was more in an idea they had, a thought that passed through their heads and that sounded good to them. And they thought, yeah, I like the sound of that. I'll put my faith in that. I'm, I'm believing that that's going to happen. So we have to be really careful. What really, hap- what really matters is that we know that our faith is based on God himself and his promises and what he said. So in that chapter, it talks about the promise. The promise isn't just for Abraham. The promise is now for us. If we have faith like Abraham... All that God promised Abraham comes to us, that we will be a blessing, that people will be blessed through us, that we are going to receive all that God has for us. So what, what Abraham got comes to us because we are operating on the same thing. You see, when God speaks, when God says something, there's power in it. Remember at the beginning, Uh, if you read the story of creation, God spoke. He said, let there be light. Or maybe in the Hebrew it says, light be, you know. And all of a sudden, there was light. See, God's word creates. God's word grows. And it becomes reality. So when God says to Abraham, Listen, I want you to leave all that and follow me and and I'm going to make you in a great nation and I'm going to, you know, he didn't have any kids, he didn't have any descendants. I'm going to make you a great nation, your children and your children's children and so on. They're all going to be blessed and so on. He really, that was a big ask for somebody who was not a dad. But he believed God. He believed that God's word would make it happen. God would deliver on his word. Now, I believe this, this book. You know, there are hundreds of promises that God made. There's a whole, a whole host of different things in this Bible. And it's really important that you have confidence in what this says. Because if you don't, you're struggling to have faith. So I believe this. And, and it's, it's been proven. I can spend a long time talking about all the evidences for why I believe this is real and genuine and true. Um, and there are many, but it's important that our faith is in God and what he says and what he's done, just like Abraham. Because if we're, if we're putting our faith in something that's just out of our own head, or what somebody, something we've heard on the internet and read on the internet or heard somebody say once, and it's not based on what the Bible says, what God says, then we're in trouble. So I love that. I, you know what? I love what it says, and I, I just want to say this over us. Uh, did you get this, these words that, uh, in the end of the, the chapter? I love this. Just let me, just, just hear this as though you're hearing it for the first time. God is able to do whatever he promises. 
God brings the dead back to life. And he creates new things out of nothing. It's good, isn't it? That's the kind of God that, the, that Jesus showed us. That Paul saying, our faith is built on this. So how do you get right with God? Well, Abram showed us the way. And actually, do you know, God always had one plan. It was always, always his plan. That being made right with him, getting our friendship reconnected with God, was always only ever going to be on the basis of a free gift received by faith. That was always God's plan, right at the beginning. That's why he gave that to Abraham and he said, there you go, I'm going to make you righteous. You know, he declared he's righteous. God said, you're, you're right now, Abraham. You're right with me. And that's always been God's way. We've just muddied the waters and, you know, we've got lots of religions and they're all trying to tell us different ways to get, you know, get yourself in a at peace with yourself and with your creator and they come up with all sorts of methods there is only one way god in his love reaches into our existence for people like us who make all sorts of mistakes and blow it time after time and he says you're the people i want i want you to be my friends and i'm going to give it to you as a gift a free gift on the basis of grace you can't deserve it you can't pay for it and all you have to do is receive it by faith. And that's the story of God's dealing with humans. From Abraham, who lived 4,000 years ago, to today. And into the future. This faith. This faith in God and in his word. That uh, we can rest assured is our means of getting in a place where we're right with God. And we know we're acceptable to him. So I want to encourage you with that tonight. I hope that as you think about your own connection with God and uh, whether you have faith or not as, at this moment in time, that through what we've said tonight, uh, this example of this man of God who lived all those years ago, just an ordinary bloke like you, like, like, like us, just an ordinary person, on the basis of his belief in an invisible God and his word, he believed he would do it. He stepped out, took a risk, started a journey, and he found his home. He found the reward for faith. And uh, on that basis, you and I can know today we're in. There is a way in. It's the same way. You can't earn it, you can't pay for it. It's a free gift on offer. You just have to believe. Believe that God says what he says and he'll keep his word. And his promises will never fail. That's good news, isn't it? So let's pray, shall we? Yeah, help us, Lord, to uh, have faith in you. To believe you like Abraham believed you. Even though there's loads of problems and difficulties and challenges to that faith thank you that you're a god who keeps your word a god who offers us promises us eternal life if we simply believe thank you help us to do it more 
Increase our faith, we pray. I pray that as we've read your word and as we talked about it, there will be a, like a faith injection given to us, God, and that we will base what we live by and what we do on your solid, the solid rock of your word that never fails. Help us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.